Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And here we are this week. We are leveling up with Krista Grasso, and she's a lean business consultant, creator of the Lean Out Method, 90-day lean out planner, and host of the Lean Out Your Business podcast. She's been helping businesses achieve accelerated results and increase profitability for two decades through a combination of strategic planning and lean business practices, and also helping entrepreneurs really start up. Known as the business optimizer, Krista has the ability to quickly cut through the noise and focus on optimizing the core things that will make the biggest impact to grow and scale a business. She specializes in helping businesses identify the most important things they should focus on right now that will drive maximum value for their clients and maximum profits for their business. So welcome, Krista. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you because a lot of businesses are either starting up and they have no idea where to start or make it lean. And a lot of businesses have a very complex structure, which have difficulties in how to really narrow it down to a lean business. So I'm super excited to have you here. So could you please uh, tell our audience What is your story leading up to you doing this? Because you have been in the business for 20, 21 years, right? Yeah, I have. And so it's, you know, I think we all have such interesting entrepreneurial stories and it's fascinating. I love hearing how people got to where they are today. And what happened with me is I kind of fell into consulting and I fell into lean very much by accident. And it was something that I absolutely loved, but I graduated from college with an MIS degree. So I had a business degree and I was interviewing with different companies and trying to find somewhere to land. And I wasn't really finding anything. And at the time I was managing a Starbucks Mm -hmm. and one of my morning customers from Starbucks pulls me aside one morning and he says, Hey, why are you here? Like, what is it that you really want to be doing? I see a lot of potential. I've got this opportunity. I think you'd be a great fit for. And ironically, it was one of the companies that I had interviewed with twice that I was trying to get into and they kept a wow. position. Talking so, about a coincidence, right? <laughs> And so he said, I'd love you to start right away. We've got this urgent need, but can you come in as a consultant? Because it's the only way I can get you in really quickly. I honestly didn't even know what a consultant was. I was like, sure, I'll take it because I was thinking, great. I finally am getting into this company and this job and it sounds wonderful. And I went in and it was a lean manufacturing company. So everything that they did Mm. was lean. So I both kind of fell into consulting and also into lean. And I've spent 21 plus years now (laughs) doing that because I love it so much. So. 
Yeah, so I have a little experience with Lean, Lean Six Sigma. So the project management, so I've done some projects for Heineken. So that's maybe interesting. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to starting up a business, it, I know uh, from my own experience, it's very hard to start up Lean. So what would your first advice be to people starting up? And we will come to people having a complex business already. But I I'm just wondering for people who are looking to start up, how could they start best when it comes to Lean uh, a lean business. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple things that I would recommend. And I recommend this whether you've been in business for 20 years or whether you're just dreaming of starting a business. Mm. And that is really get clear on your vision. And if you're just at that startup stage, you're going to have a lot less clarity on what the vision long term is going to look like than somebody who's been at this for a long time. But you still generally know where you want to go or what's important to you. And most importantly, at that early stage, you also know where you don't want to go and what's not important to you. And I think that's really, really important because the nature of startup is you're saying less yes to a lot of things. You're trying a lot of things to find who are the customers that I really want to work with. It might be somebody different than you think it's going to be when you first go in. Oh, and interesting. Are, yes. <laughs> and we all go in with these like, it's going to be perfect. And here's what I'm going to sell. And here's who I'm going to sell it to. And here's how much I'm going to sell it. And it's going to be an overnight success. That is and so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the same thing with, you know, your offers and just when you think in general, be really clear on what you don't want and on what, you know, you think directionally you might want. It's okay if you don't know exactly what you want, but that's going to help you when you're in that place of saying yes to so many things, because it will help you filter out the ones that aren't a good fit so that you're saying yes and experimenting with just those things that are going to take you directionally where you want to go. And don't be afraid to keep evaluating what that vision looks like because you're so new it's going to continue to evolve it's going to evolve so much and what you thought you wanted six months ago might be different than what you know you want today as you're moving through that journey yeah. and then yeah the second piece is what I mentioned there the experiment word so treat this as a series of experiments don't go into it thinking you absolutely know exactly what it's going to be like and how it's going to work and really truly experiment test things out and do the one thing that a lot of people avoid in the startup stage which is measure your results yes don't, <laughs> don't only rely on your gut and your instincts which are great and yes. they are important but you also want the data so instead of doing 400 things at once pick a couple really intentional things to do measure see how it's working and then move on and adjust from there and you're going to get where you want to go a whole lot quicker and with a whole lot less noise and waste in the way that you're going about it Yes, I, I completely agree. I always uh, tell my clients to measure until you measure, you don't know, you don't know how to adjust and how to change. So that definitely helps. What, 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 what other kind of tips could you give? Let's say someone is just started a business, just uh, a newly a business. How could they start up with a lean strategy? Like what are the two or three things they need to think about first? when uh, starting up a lean in, instead of making it like complex and doing all of this, mm -hmm. these things, right? Yeah. So one of the things that's going to help you with your, you know, keeping things lean is really taking a good look at your business model. And I think that so many people, if you think about your business model, it's who are you serving? 
how are you serving them? Like, what are the problems that they have or the opportunities in that market? And how are you going to be addressing it? But it's also the, how are you going to reach them? And how are you going to be generating revenue? And I think a mistake that I see a lot of people make is they try to be everywhere and do all the things. Mm-hmm. At once because, Absolutely. Especially in this yeah. market right now, right? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like, I've got to be on Clubhouse and I've got to do reels and I should be on Instagram and I should start a Facebook group. And let me see if I can get approved for LinkedIn Live. And it, I, I should start a YouTube channel. And if you're brand new at business and you're just starting up, honestly, you are going to get where you want to go so much faster if you pick one primary channel and really go all in on that channel. And then I always recommend that in addition to that, you have email. You want to be building your email list from day one because any platform, any channel can go away. Your email list is yours. Um, And you really want to be building that so that you can be nurturing your clients if they aren't always seeing your content on that channel. Mm -hmm. But resist the urge to do all the things and be all the places or if you feel like you need to be in more than just one place, because sometimes you're like, that sounds good, but that's not practical. Um, Take a a theme, take a specific uh, focus for a particular week, a specific type of content and have that be where you generate it for your primary platform or your primary channel and then repurpose in really simple ways on some of those other platforms instead of trying to generate new stuff everywhere every week. Yes. Burn yourself out. That, that is absolutely true. You can absolutely repurpose your content and everything online and put, put it on multiple platforms. But let's say someone already dived in deep, right? Because um, when we look at the market giants, they actually uh, promote being omnipresent, right? This is something that I talk about a lot also in my posts and in my content and in, in my coaching is they promote you being omnipresent. And then I th- tend to think that people get overwhelmed. So how to reduce that to a lean structure? So, and when, when, when is the point when they, uh, when, when you would say, okay, this is the point that you have to hire some help or uh, not do everything by yourself. Yeah. And so you probably have something that you are uniquely skilled to do, right? It's the reason why people are going to come and want to work with you. Mm -hmm. It's that one core thing that is your kind of superpower, we'll call it. There's so many different words that you can go with, right? Yeah. It's business optimization and strategic planning, right? And so that's why people come to me. And in the beginning, you're going to be doing a lot of things to generate leads and get people to come work with you. But Mm -hmm. at some point, you're going to get to where you're having to say no to working with people doing what you do best, because you're so busy doing all of the other things. Yes. And that is always a good indicator that you need to hire somebody. Um, I say hire before you get there. But if you're getting to the point where you're like, I'm working too much, there's too much on my plate. I can't either serve the clients that I want to with as high quality as I want because I'm trying to do too many things or I can't take on any more clients because I'm creating social media posts and doing this and doing all these other things. That's when you'd want to bring somebody on. Um, So I think that's one piece of it. And when you do hire a team, that does help you be more omnipresent, right? When you have people that can take your content and go repurpose it in a lot of different ways, it's not you doing that anymore. You're using your genius to generate the content itself once, whether it's video or writing or whatever your kind of unique channel is. And then somebody else can take it and share it in a lot of the different places for you. Um, And there's certainly simple ways that you can do that yourself until you get to the point that you could bring somebody on. Yes, yes, I absolutely agree. And I would recommend because 
I want to remove some limitations about uh, hiring a team needs to be expensive. I, I actually have a couple of team members who are not super expensive, but very good at what they do. And you can always hire them on project base, right? If you're launching something or doing something and working with them on uh, a launch. But I think that SOPs and processes are important too, because when you start hiring, you actually, if you don't have the SOPs, if you don't have all the processes, then you invest more time in managing the team than that you actually have of them helping you. So where do you find the balance is and when would you have to start with writing your SOPs and getting your processes in chart? Yeah, I'm a really big fan of putting systems in place, having your SOPs, having everything really well documented. But when you're at that startup stage in particular, you're so in experimentation and trying a bunch of different things that if you created an SOP for everything you did, you'd spend all your time documenting. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> when you you have a point. <laughs> exactly. When you get to that point where you realize something is going to be repeatable, it's mm -hmm. something you're like, you know what? This is working. I know that I'm going to post on Instagram every day, we'll say, or, you know, we're using content management as kind of our theme here. So we'll go with that. And we'll say, you know what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post on Instagram every single week. And here's how I'm going to do it. And I think I might want to bring somebody on to help me with this. Maybe not today, but I know I will soon. Mm -hmm. I'd create the SOP around it. I would pull that together where you have really clear, when do I post? Why do I post? What do I look for from a metric tracking KPI perspective? Yeah. Sort of thing and really pull it together. And you want to build them as you go, because otherwise you could spend months creating SOPs yes. and you don't want to do that. You want to, as you kind of lock something in place or as something feels a little more firm, put that SOP in place and then just evolve it as you evolve the process. Yes, I absolutely agree. Sometimes just taking action and just starting with it uh, um, flows you into a process. And when you have a flow in a process and it's working really quickly and you improve the process, then it's good to document it. But when it comes to uh, business getting complex, right? When the business is already having some bottlenecks because of the lack of processes and it's not a lean business anymore, it's really becoming complicated. What is the number one thing you see? What, 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 what kind of challenges does the, these kinds of business owners have? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to A, keep your head above water. There's just so much to do that you and your team, whatever team size that looks like, people are just stretched really thin and really burnt out. And what that ends up translating to in the business is you have less space to innovate. You have less space to work truly on your business and think strategically about what comes next. And things can start to get a little stale and things can actually like revenue and things can die down over time. And you don't want that in your business. You definitely do not want where you're no longer growing. And then the other thing beyond taking the time to just work on your business and not having that space so um, when it comes to your strategic plan, do you have like a framework with, which you share with people that uh, actually help them build or rebuild to a lean business? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, you mentioned businesses being complex. And I think that lean strategic planning in particular is really helpful when you have a complex business model that you want to simplify. And so here's how I think you should approach strategic planning is start with your context, get really, really clear on what that vision is, as we talked about before, mm -hmm. and then leverage that longer term vision, whether, you know, if you have a really long term vision, break something down to the next year, and then break it down into 90 day goals. 
And I think that's going to be really important is that you've got a really clear, focused goal for the next 90 days, as well as sales and growth targets for the next 90 days. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly what to focus on, not just long term, but also in the near term. And once you have that, look at your business model and make sure that your business model is in alignment with that and is going to support that. That is critical and really, I think, the first step. Then the other thing is take a look at what you and your team are actually doing on a day-to-day basis, because I usually see a big disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, oh, here's my vision. Here's my goals. Here's what I'm doing. And when you look at the two, there's not actually a bridge. There's a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of money that's being invested in things that mm-hmm. aren't actually going to take you toward your goals. And that also can lead to the overwork and the overwhelm and just feeling too much and not having that strategic space to work on your business. All right. So when when it comes to uh, breaking down this complex business, what is the first thing you are looking uh, looking at? Yeah. So I always look at you want to know what your specific projects are, as well as what your marketing campaigns are. So mm-hmm. there's what your customer facing stuff, and then what's the mm-hmm. things that you need to do behind the scenes as well, right? So I think you should always have a launch and promotion calendar. You should know which of your offers you're going to be promoting at any given point in time. Um, and then you should be looking at what do I need to do? So if you have an offer that you deliver all the time. It's just your core offer and you're constantly delivering it. Well, your projects might look like getting ready for an upcoming launch or maybe updating your website or updating the sales page and the sales copy and the email sequence that goes out when the cart opens. And that might be one of the projects that you take on behind the scenes. And then your marketing and forward facing things, you've got all of your graphics to create and all of your posts for social media to create and all of that. And so that's for something that's running all the time when you're introducing something new in your business, sometimes you're implementing new tools, you're completely designing new systems or new programs or new offers for um, your clients. And so I think you just have to know where you want to go. And then you have to really think about that in the terms of the project, the behind the scenes stuff that you have to do to be able to deliver it. And then the marketing side, which is the customer facing side where you're, you know, making your audience aware of it and getting them to take that action that you're looking for them to take. Mm. So if you if you are in a phase of product development, completely new, let's say a market penetration or at, uh, a new product that is launched, how do you feel that the team uh, that that the team can be managed in order for them to really go through that changed management or transformational management of doing that new project. And is that something you would recommend doing in the 90 days or is this something that should be communicated on long term? Yeah, so I think you always want to have a long-term roadmap, right? Because if you're just looking at every 90 days, you're always behind. Because Mm -hmm. in this 90 days, you probably need to be doing some things to enable the next 90 days further out. So you do want that long-term roadmap, but what you don't need is a ton of detail too far into the future. So you want a high-level long-term roadmap. You want to know directionally what's important when. And then, yeah, I think that for your team, you really want them focused in that 90 days. And sometimes you're going to know precisely what to do. If you've launched something multiple times and you're launching it again, you probably have a pretty good idea of what you need to do. And so it might be more clear to the team what to do with some space for innovation and making some improvements on what you've done previously. But if it's something 
brand new, give your team the flexibility to figure out how to best go about it. So make sure that they're really clear on the outcomes that you want to achieve, what the vision for that launch is, if we use that as our example, mm-hmm. and then let them go and do what they do best. Yes. Figure out I've, been, I've been in sales management for over 15 years in corporate too. So bigger teams and uh, um, bigger teams than I have right now, of course. But um, yeah, that is a very important thing to really connect your team and to help them in creation of the next part so that they could clear on the vision too, right? So can you tell people who don't know what a lean business is, what is the difference between a, a business and a lean business? Yeah, so lean really, and when I say lean out, what I mean is you're basically eliminating waste out of your business. So you're super clear on the things that actually add value to your clients, to your business, the things that add profit to your business, and you're eliminating everything else. So you're eliminating all of your time, money, and energy spent on things that don't actually matter or don't matter right now. And true lean businesses, it grew up in the manufacturing space, and then it you know became used more in tech technology. And now I think it can be used and applied to absolutely any type of business. But it's really about improved value and quality in reduced waste. And Mm -hmm. who does not want that? And so... (laughs) <laughs> if in your business, you're like, my team and I worked really hard all week long and we're all exhausted, but we aren't really seeing the results that we want. Like, how did we actually move the needle in our business this week? Not quite sure. That's usually a sign that there's some opportunities to lean out. Um, or, you know, going back to one of your questions earlier, let's say you just have a ton of different offers and a lot of different things for a lot of different people that are publicly facing. A lot of times it's confusing and you might find that people don't convert at the rate that you want them to or you get a ton of questions into your team saying, well, which product is the one that's right for me? Or I thought you did this. So what's, what is this new thing that you're doing? And so that's usually a sign that maybe you need to lean out your offers and get a little bit more clear in what you offer and who you offer it for. So what, what is the biggest waste you see, uh, Krista? I'm very curious in, 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 in starting businesses and also the same questions when, when it comes to complex businesses, what is the biggest waste you see? Yep. And so honestly, the number one thing that I see with probably 80% of the clients that I work with is people have a misaligned business model. And what I mean by that is there's where they want to take their business. There's what they want to be known for. There's how they want to help their customers. There's a particular target market that they want to be working with. There's this lifestyle that they have, you know, a vision of in relation to their business. And then you look at their business model and it's not that whatsoever. It's never going to deliver that vision that they want. Mm-hmm. And it's because they did a lot of shooting. It's well, in your should do this. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do this in your industry if you want to be successful. Yeah. And there's, it's really just, they're spending a lot of time on things that aren't ever going to get them the results that they want. And that what I call, they drain them instead of fuel them. It's mm-hmm. just not the stuff that they want to be working on. And so when you're spending time on something you don't want to be working on, A, you don't put the same into it as something that you're really passionate about and that you really do want to be working on. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it's also usually not what your clients really want either. Like if you're really tapped into what is right for you, your business and your customer, and you have an aligned business model, it is a completely different experience. And it does not feel like pushing a boulder up a hill, which it mm-hmm. does when you have a misaligned business model. Yeah, absolutely. So always look at what what kind of business you want, what kind of freedom, what kind of hours do you want to work and then 
reverse engineer it into into a 90-day goal. So where should people start? You know, if they if they don't know about lean businesses, how could they start? Could you tell a little bit more about your uh, 90-day planner? Yeah, so I um, I created a 90-day planner so that people could learn and implement the lean out method with a really low barrier to entry, right? It's you get the planner and it walks you through absolutely everything to do what we talked about at a high level today, where you start with your vision, you break that down into your goals, then you look ahead at your month and you create your content calendar, and then you take that and break that down into your weekly and your daily uh, plans. And there's a lot of space for reflection and a lot of tips for making sure that you're focused on the right things and not wasting time on things that aren't as well as ways to be really productive in the time that you are working and dedicating to your business. Um, So I wanted to create something where it was really accessible to anybody without having to work with me privately. So that's what I put into the planner, which is how people can really get started with leaning out. Wow, amazing. So I will definitely put up that in the show notes that people can actually find it, find uh, out more about you and about the planner and to actually have a very structured 90-day planning when it comes to lean businesses. So if I would ask you, if you would be the one person asked up on stage, the one person who could talk in why to get your business lean, what would you say? I mean, everybody else is outruled. You're the one person that can make a difference when it comes to having a standard business and a lean business. Why should people do it? Because honestly, this is the recipe for sustainable success in business. And to me, sustainable success is not only the longevity of your business, but it's doing it in a way where you're not sacrificing your personal life and everything else that's important to you. And you have whatever that version of balance looks like for you, where you're creating space to do the work you love in your business, and you're creating space to do the things you love outside your business. And keeping your business lean is how you do that. Wow, that's amazing. Just building your business around your life instead of the other way around. I think a lot of people can learn from that. So is there anything that I didn't ask you, but you would love to share with the audience of The Vault? Yeah, for anyone who wants to get started with lean strategic planning and dive a little deeper into what I talked about, I do have a free giveaway. Um, so that's at leanoutmethod.com slash dash strategic planning. And that's where you can find um, that free download and it walks you through everything step by step. Amazing. Thank you so much, Krista. And for you guys, I will see you next week where we will level up with a new expert. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general. The one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper. And see you next week to level up again.